You're listening to the Meaningful Minutes with Nikki Olson podcast. This is a show for busy Latter-day Saint women who want to learn simple tools to feel confident and inspired in 10 minutes or less. Welcome. On this episode, we will take a look at trauma through the lens of the gospel. So just like last episode, this is your warning as we dive into specific mental health diagnoses and talking about them, that this is not considered therapy. And this is just information. So if you feel like you need help and support with anything I talk about in these episodes, please reach out and get that support. All right, let's dive into looking at trauma through the lens of the gospel. The first distinction I want to make is there is a difference between experiencing trauma and having a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. Now, everyone experiences stress on almost a daily basis these days, right? But when you have a strong emotional reaction to a stressful situation that keeps you from functioning the way you were before, this can be considered traumatic. So not every stressful situation can impair your future functioning and not all impairments last long-term. There's a different, there are a lot of different factors that can cause someone to be more susceptible to PTSD, like the number of traumatic situations you've experienced or having a history of depression or anxiety, your temperament, how your brain regulates hormones and chemicals released during the traumatic event, and also whether you have an occupation that exposes you to trauma frequently. There's also a term called secondary trauma, where you can experience the same symptoms of PTSD without having witnessed or even been associated with the trauma firsthand. And this can happen from hearing about the trauma secondhand. So as a therapist, I am being exposed to secondary trauma almost on a daily basis. And I have been really careful about how I protect myself daily. The same skills I teach my clients to use, I also use daily to protect myself from secondary trauma. Also, one thing to remember is that trauma symptoms can occur, can occur <laughs> excuse me, can appear any time after the event, not just immediately after. So you can even experience symptoms decades after being exposed. So some of the symptoms um a person might experience that has PTSD are reliving the traumatic event over and over, or like having flashbacks of that event, or having recurring memories of the event while they're awake or sleeping, so they can have upsetting nightmares, or having a physical or emotional distress triggered by your senses that remind you of that traumatic event. Or maybe you're resisting thoughts or conversations about the traumatic event. Or maybe you're avoiding people, places, or acts that remind you of that event. Now, when you start experiencing these symptoms, your mind and body are going to start developing strategies to protect you. And sometimes these strategies aren't the healthiest choices and often cause the symptoms to get worse. And I want to explain that why that is using the same model I talked about last week called mind-body bridging. I'll also add in that spiritual aspect to it as well. 
So with any traumatic event or situation you experience, the ultimate healer is going to be the savior. He's the true source of all healing with everyone, whether they recognize it, it's him or not. But what happens often is the natural man gets in the way of that healing. So remember, the natural man is inside of all of us. And it's what's, it's actually what creates agency because it's that opposing force to God. So with trauma, the natural man is going to want to do the exact opposite of what will create healing, which is to avoid feeling any emotions related to the trauma. The reason that this is not healing is because in order to heal, you really have to pass through healing with the Savior, not go around it or not stop it. The way the natural man does this is by avoiding um, situations by creating a bunch of mental rules about how your world should look idealistically so that you never experience something remotely similar ever again. Then it goes into a cycle of trying to require those ideal standards to happen. In mind-body bridging terms, we call these mental rules requirements. They're the quote-unquote shoulds of life that we try to enforce at all costs, causing more distress and turmoil in our lives, making those things happen. The problem with this spiritually is it takes the Savior out of the equation. It also asserts our will over God's will. If we go into the healing process with our own idea of what healing should look like, then we're missing out on a huge source of info that the Savior can provide. First of all, the Savior has already experienced that exact traumatic situation you experienced and knows exactly what is needed for healing. Also, healing often comes through means we would not imagine or even discount as healing. And the natural man's way of healing is always going to be looking for the easiest route. So think about it. God wants you to become stronger and grow from this experience and use it for your good. So the opposite of that from the natural man would be the easiest route that creates no growth or strength. So when the natural man starts creating all of these ideal requirements about how our world should look, it's looking to create a world where we never experience growth experiences ever again. This is also the exact opposite of aligning your will with God and saying what the Savior said in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is from Luke 22, 42 through 43. He said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. When we approach God with our desires for healing and even our wishes for how that might occur, with the caveat of being open to his guidance in the process, he can provide the strength we need to pass through the challenging situations of this life and emerge a stronger disciple of Christ. The mental health skills that I teach called mind-body bridging help you identify these mental rules called requirements that are causing you to slip into that natural man state away from the true healer. 
Then I teach you how to diffuse these requirements. Diffusing is a process of deactivating the ability that the mental rules have to wake up the natural man. When these mental rules are diffused, they turn into what I call personal preferences with that caveat of thy will be done. God wants us to work towards that ideal picture of life, but not require it happen now in this life. When you experience a traumatic situation, or if you currently have a diagnosis of PTSD, you likely have a lot of these mental rules or requirements built up. So it it can feel very exhausting trying to force these rules to turn out perfectly on a daily basis. Also, if you listen to last week's episode where I talked about the symptoms that occur after the natural man's awake, you can see the turmoil that is created over and over again, again, internally. If you start, you, and if you start using these mental health skills that I teach in my connection course, you can start to diffuse how many triggers are going off on a daily basis and return to the savior's healing power. As you start the process of diffusing these requirements, you are staying connected to the Savior for longer and more often amounts of time. Also, you're staying connected to your own internal divine spirit, which makes connecting with others less stressful. If you're interested in learning these tools, then check out the link in my show notes to invest in the connection course today and have immediate access to these skills. Also, if you know someone who's been affected by trauma in their lives, please share this episode with them. I want more than anything to have more women feel that hope and healing power of our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, I hope this episode has been insightful, helpful, and maybe hopeful. Please reach out to me on social media if it has. I love hearing from others who have heard the episode and enjoyed it. All right, I'll see you next week. I hope these minutes you spent with me were meaningful, helped you feel inspired, and more confident. If you liked today's episode, check out the show notes for links to other episodes you might like too. And while you're there, in my show notes, look for the links to my website, social media, and free handouts for remembering how to implement the skills. Thank you for listening to the Meaningful Minutes podcast with Nikki Olson. 